All right. So I guess we'll start right now. Are you oh, are you uh, sharing your stream? Yeah. Okay. So this topic of the podcast, we're just going to be talking about games that we played. Yeah, on Steam. Yeah, games that we play, games that we want to play, mostly. It's just going to be like video game oriented. So I think at the moment uh, on Discord right now, we're just looking at each other's like uh, games list and seeing like if I recognize. Oh, okay. Yeah, you got Bioshock Infinite off the bat, the Batman Arkham series. All right. I I do remember actually playing Bioshock Infinite on the 360. What did you think about that game? I got, I think they released a collection of it on the PlayStation, Mm -hmm. but it's only for like members and my membership died out, so I never got to finish it. Mm Mm-hmm. But I think I was only playing it for the sake of like everybody kept on saying how Bioshock Infinite was really freaking good. Mm. I was playing like Bioshock 1 and 2 just for the sake of getting the Bioshock Infinite. Right. I did From... the opposite. Oh. oh. I was just going to say that Um, when I was playing through Bioshock, it was fun, but it was like, okay. Felt really old-timey. <laughs> Felt really old-timey? Yeah. I can see that because it's uh, all about... Yeah, underwater. This is supposed to be underwater um, society. Mm-hmm. And the big daddies and like the little girls running around. It's like post, like kind of not apocalyptic, but like post ruins, I guess. And then Infinite is supposed to be the same thing, but in the sky. Um, when I when I said when I said opposite, I meant for me, I played Infinite only, and that was the first Bioshock that I played. So I never actually got to play like the first and second Bioshocks. So I have no. Well, I hear that's good, obviously. And like every time I look on Switch, they're always like promoting the. It's like the collection. Yeah, that you can get all three games for like twenty bucks or something. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember playing Infinite. I didn't think it was that bad, but I remember seeing like a lot of like, uh, what's it? I think there's a video by Crow B Cat. Um, I think you know him. He was like he's like the guy that um does videos on like um I don't know if they're like mini documentaries or like just videos about video games in general, but it was like the original concept of Bioshock Infinite was supposed to be a lot more fleshed out than what we got for the actual game itself. So when I heard about that I was like eh but I, I still thought it was a decent game. And obviously, I think a lot of people do too because the reviews on there are overwhelmingly positive, and it's been a good while since then. But um, yeah, Bioshock, uh, the Batman series. So um, so the Batman series. Yes, the Batman series. Um, wait, so these are all? I just realized these are all your wish list games. So you haven't really yeah. played these games. Oh, okay. Technically, I have played them. I think I added this because that was a collection. I don't know mm-hmm. why it's twenty bucks each now. Mm-hmm. But I have played Arkham Asylum and Arkham City, mm-hmm. but it's on my Xbox 360, and my Xbox is old and dusty, and it doesn't work. <laughs> so, I'm right. Like, oh, I would want to replay like specifically Arkham City because yeah. when I played it, it was so good. Mm-hmm. Boss fights were amazing. The story mm-hmm. was amazing. How mm-hmm. I, I keep on hearing bad things about Arkham Knight, but I also hear good things about Arkham Knight. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the other games that I would want to play. Um, I what's it? I remember 
Arkham City, when that came out, it was very popular with like a lot of, uh, specifically a lot of like gameplay people on YouTube. And I remember seeing a lot of footage for that and thinking that it looked really good. Um, Asylum, I think I kind of had like a general feeling that it's the first game is just in an asylum. And sometimes I get Arkham City and Arkham Knight kind of mixed up because they're both still in Arkham City, right? Yeah. Just different storylines. Yeah, different storylines. Yeah. So I, I can see why people Arkham are... Arkham City, it's mostly about um, the Joker's quote-unquote dying. Right. the whole, like, Arkham City is blocked off because there's, like, a virus going on that he's going to set off. Yet again. A virus? That sounds so familiar. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> sure. And then Arkham, I just remember when it first came out, and it was on, like, PS4. Mm. And... Yeah all the Xbox ones, and it was, like, really good, but, like, for some reason, the PC port was just, like, so bad and unplayable. Really? Like, a lot of bugs? It would be, like, unoptimized bugs, and it would very frequently crash. Mm. But I'm like, you know, now it's, you know, six years later, so maybe... Mm, Maybe. Maybe it's changed. Who knows? Who knows? Going on to my list... Ori and the Blind Blind Floors. I hear that one's um, pretty popular with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, It reminds me of uh, that one game on Switch that I have. Uh, Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight. Oh, yeah. yeah. I thought they were made by the same people, low-key. I I think so, but I don't know. I don't really know. I only added this one because it was five bucks, and... Mm -hmm. I think Donkey had it on his list of good games. Oh, okay. Near Automata. Um, have you heard of this game? I have heard of it. I don't know anything besides the protagonist and what she looks like. And that's about it. Yo, same. <laughs> I added this because... Anime girl. Anime girl with a blind and a skirt. You know? And a skirt. In no, but apocalypse. the main reason was... People wanted her in Smash. And right. I was like, who is this person? Mm-hmm. So I just added it on my wish list and never took it off. <laughs> oh, okay. Gotcha. She would be good for Smash. Okay, so we're getting to the nitty gritty. Doom, Doom Eternal. Eternal. Good, good 16? choice. Well, it's only been like a year. Yeah, I think they they just ported it to the Switch, but I don't really feel like... See, here's the thing. You You know, we've been talking about like I'm trying to get a PC, but like all yes, the GPU sir. prices are are shit right now. Yes, I sir. this is one of the this is one of the first games I would actually want to play on the PC. That's Doom Eternal because it just looks this and the original Doom looks so good. Like it just looks like right up like my alley. Um, so, plug or running gun games. Mm-hmm. Very fast paced, very like in your face, satisfying kill moves and all that stuff. Gore I, I, demons. I really, yeah. Um, there's this guy on the line, his tech tips who I always watch, and he almost always has this, like, in the background playing. Like the music? Like, whenever he builds a game, uh-huh. or a computer, mm-hmm. whenever he builds a computer, um, he has, like, Doom Eternal. Okay, let's see what, how it runs on Doom Eternal. Oh, my god! Let's see okay, how I it see. runs on Doom Eternal. And it's, like... I see, I see. Constantly that. All right. So, yeah. And I want to try it, but it's still 60 bucks. Just wait for it to go down. Wait yeah. for it to go down. Speaking Sekiro. of games that uh, haven't gone down, Sekiro. Shadows die twice. 
Are the, is that by the same people that made? What's I'm trying to figure out? Maybe not the Bloodborne games, or it feels like a very Bloodborne-y type of game. Bloodborne slash Demon Souls. Uh, Sekiro. Well, for me, it's up by Activision. Oh. But Sekiro always was synonymous to like the Dark Souls games. Mm-hmm. How it was was like it's hard. It's a challenge. Right. And the bosses are just like next level shit. They you have to actually really think and utilize every single move you have mm-hmm. to beat them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's a game I wish I had. Um, Little Nightmares Two. I saw someone playing it on a TikTok or something. Did you like it? Like the gameplay? Yeah, it looks ominous and uh, psychological thriller. Ooh. But it also reminded me of the anime Wonder Egg Priority because the girl is wearing a yellow hoodie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yo, yeah. No, I get it. It it's like a, it's like seemingly like toy ish, like very playful. But then it's also kind of like there's a lot of there's a lot of horror shit going on. Up next, you have Resident Evil Dose. Yeah, remake. I have it. I played it so many times. I just want it on the PC. Just want it on um, the PC. That's it. Yeah. yeah. It was at one point like seven bucks or eight bucks, and I was like, uh, I, I, I'll wait. It'll go down to eight bucks again sometime. It's at forty right now, so maybe one day. Yeah, maybe one day. Um, but solid game. I remember playing through that, or watching you play through that, and then also playing through that um, was pretty good. It's a really fun game. God, I hope, I hope like the the supposed RE4 remake is like i don't know if i actually don't know what to expect from like the supposed re4 remake i don't know if people would want it to be near the original or like in this style well in this style is this style is similar to the re4 style was so, it isn't it because it's like third person like over the shoulder because that's what well, re4 i think re3 was also over the shoulder more but mm-hmm. re2 was more puzzle oriented rather than re3 where it was more action oriented mm. so i can't remember re4 well i never played re4 even though i have it oh yeah well uh, uh yeah more, uh action based than anything else yeah i think uh what i mean to say is like you know uh, like the original like uh re2 and re3 were um like top stationary cameras yeah. are sort of ish top down yeah but it's kind of like you can yeah it's like the very OG Resident Evil style game. So I wonder if RE4 is going to keep that style or try to do something different. Like, dare I say it, like a first person view or something like that. Dang. I don't know. That'd be kind of weird. Okay, but, so I haven't played RE4, but I know that you, when you played it, you played mm, it with motion controls. I did. With would uh, on the Wii. Want, would you want Resident Evil 4 to be like a VR game? Oh, God. Um, yes, <laughs> just <laughs> off the bat, first impressions. Yeah, I feel like that'd be really cool. Um, the motion controls you said had like a big effect on like how you played and being scared and all. So I can only right. imagine how it would feel like playing that game specifically on VR. Yeah, I think having the motion controls really made it feel like I was actually shooting like with the Wiimote and then having that B button as a trigger. It was kind of just a perfect marriage of just um just the RE game and then plus like the Wii like how it is like the remote how it's structured. Mm-hmm. 
So I think, yeah, I think having that come to VR would be great. Um, I've, I'll explain this very briefly because I don't want to go on a quick chant, too much of a quick tangent. But um, when I played the Walking Dead uh, Saints and Sinners game on my VR game, that's like similar to like a zombie game. And that's just amazing because there's a lot of like exploration. There's a lot of, and also RE4 is a lot of exploration too. So I think they can really utilize that and just kind of put that into VR. I think my only concern maybe is just with any VR games where it's just like kind of wink, um, not winky, janky is what I'm trying to say. Sometimes it'll get like janky at times. Uh, so if it had to come to VR, it has to be really polished. Uh, that's I my only it. concern. But I wouldn't mind for it being like that. Because then it would have to be for sure first person. I don't know how other people would receive it. Um, but yeah, uh, a little bit of a long tangent on Ari, but that's yeah, fine. But Ari, Ari deserves it. Yeah, he, it deserves it. It's a big franchise. It's nice. Um, Are you excited for RE8 on a side note? <laughs> on the side note, yes, I would like to play RE8. Um, you know, if I ever get a PC or get my hands on a PS5, you know, right now it's just the struggle for gaming uh, if you're trying to, like, get shit together because I only have a Switch and that's it. I but, um, but, um, yeah, I think RE8 looks pretty good just from the one, uh, what's it? That one maiden gameplay that we got, and just from just from the trailers itself, it just looks pretty good. Uh, I don't really know about the story because I never played RE Seven, and I know it's supposed to be sort of a continuation of that. Plus, Chris's storyline. I think they merged it. It's something weird. It's something yeah. really weird. RE Seven was supposed to be more of a callback to like the RE Two games, where it was more like puzzle oriented mm. and more suspenseful. Mm. Rather than just go and shoot, shoot, shoot. Right. So I'm looking forward to RE8. I want to play RE7 too. I like that RE7 took like a step away from like the whole storyline of the virus, the C virus, and who Leon is and stuff. Yeah, it, it's kind of like it was kind of almost its own storyline. Um, yeah. In a sense. And I hear like the VR in that game is actually terrifying. So. <laughs> Any any horror VR game, even if it's like crappy like horror, like put it in VR and it'll instantly be like the worst thing ever because you're like actually immersed in it. Even yeah. something like as tacky as Five Nights at Freddy's probably would be terrifying. Uh, what's this other game you got? Valheim. Valheim. Um, I saw my friends playing it, so I added to my wish list. Mm -hmm. Open world survival craft. Oh yeah. You play. Um, it's inspired by Viking culture. Yeah, I I can't really tell what it is other than like the screenshots. Mm -hmm. But my friends are really into open world uh, survival craft games, mm -hmm. like um, Seven Days to Die. Right. Have you heard of that game? I've heard of that game. Yes. Yeah. Something like that is my friends are really into it, and it's always like in waves. Like it's like oh okay like. We're done with this game, and then like four months from now, like, oh, hey, you guys want to drop uh, hop back on Seven Days to Die? And we're mm -hmm. like, yeah, of course, let's play, heck yeah. Mm -hmm. And then cycle repeats itself. <laughs> this perpetuating <laughs> cycle of just like forgetting about the game, and then coming back and forgetting about the game. Mm -hmm. You got Ori and the Will of Wisps on here again, or yeah, is this the first one? Oh, and then oh, okay. Sorry, I didn't know that they were two different games. So the Blind Forest is a sequel, the and then the 
And then the Will of Wisps is the original? Yeah. Ah, I see. Wait, actually, hold on. This came out in 2020. And this oh, came hold out up. in 2016. So oh, I so think it's Will the reverse. Wisp, yeah. Is the sequel. Yes, sir. Ah, I see. Are they... Huh? Oh, never mind. Sorry. I, I, I thought of something else. Hey, go ahead. I thought they were going to make another like sequel to this game as well. But maybe I, was thinking about, maybe I was thinking about Hollow Knight because I know they're trying to make a sequel to that. I think it was called Silk Song. Those two look so similar to each other that I just <laughs> feel like they're the same game. <laughs> I feel kind of bad for grouping them. But can you blame me? They're both like platformers and they both have the same sort of art style. I love my platformers. Yep. So much. Mega Man X. Mega Man X. <laughs> Um, Tenderfoot Tactics, I added it because it looks like, um, mostly the art style, if I'm going to be real. It mm-hmm. just looks so fluid and mm-hmm. simple. Like Not low no poly, reason. like low poly, um, open world RPG stuff. Yeah. It, it looks very quaint. Yeah. Which I've is never, usually never bad. I haven't heard anything about it. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen anyone talk about it. I just saw it and I was like, eh, okay. Oh, I, I think, to my yeah. List. Which is I think how. I... <laughs> no, that's bad good. Way to add things to your no, it's list. it's fine. I think um, I think that's good. I think something that I kind of want to do more. Um, you know, granted that I have like more money to do stuff, is just to buy games that are like remotely interesting and then just try it without having to consult like a Metacritic or an IGN because mm-hmm. sometimes it gets a little bit like, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, should I really waste my effort? to like buy this game oh let me look it up and try to justify my purchase but sometimes it should also be like just buy the game and see if you like it you know and it's like you're you're paying for an experience you're also supporting like um what's it you're also supporting like uh a possible like indie developer that's not as popular as like these other higher indie studios or something like that Mm -hmm. which is you know it's fine it's you're helping you're helping them like grow as a as a developer. But yeah, that was my little quick tangent on that. Uh, yeah. I remember when we used to play games just because of the cover, you know? We yeah, exactly. The reviews. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, okay, what's this game? Uh, like, Conker's Bad for a Day. Never heard of it. I'm going to go check it. Yeah, and just kind of like the excitement of finding like a quote-unquote hidden gem game that no one talks about is exciting too. Yeah. Uh, next one is Poorly optimized Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, yeah. Project Red. Uh, no no um, introduction. It came out in 2020. 60 bucks. Um, it, people who have, like, higher than average PCs are still not utilizing the full potential of this game. Mm-hmm. And that's not anything to do with a part of their gaming rigs, but more like... Just how unoptimized the game itself is. It's also, just in general, just such a messy game in terms of PR. Because there's, like, everything that goes on with, like, horror stories about crunch development. And just, like, beating or, like, having unrealistic expectations. And I don't know. And for me, as well, coming into this, I didn't really know about Cyberpunk until the year it released. So like six months into it coming up, I it was the first time I've ever heard of Cyberpunk, and oh, really? it just yeah. I, but I know it's been in 
talks for about eight years, mm-hmm. if I recall correctly, and they only developed it for like five or four years. Yeah. So it had unrealistically high expectations, almost like No Man's Sky levels of unexpected or like unrealistic expectations. Um, so, and it was, it doesn't really, it just seemed like a high techy GTA 5 <laughs> to me. And I don't know if I can really try to support like a studio that, eh, I mean, I don't know. That's that's just my theory. I don't really care uh, of other people and how like they perceive it or if they want to buy it. Like I don't care. But to me, it just feels kind of like ah, I don't know. <laughs> you know? Did you hear the story about how um some people were able to hack their way into um some type of information database of CD Projekt Red? I did hear about that actually. To, yeah. They were yeah. to copy all that information, and they left a ransom note. Yeah, I re- I saw the ransom note. Oh my gosh, it was like, "Hello, CG Project Red, you have been epically pwned." And I'm like, "Yeah, I was like, uh, what it's so the... cringy." <laughs> epically pwned. I feel like the hackers are from I don't know. They've got to be like forty plus years old. I want to say nobody talks like that now. Jesus, I don't even know if like. And so you can happen have... because of that. Probably not. I think CD Projekt Red. Um, I think they weren't really concerned of like game file stuff, but more concerned about their employees' information. Because I think a lot of the information on there was also like of their employees, and they didn't want them getting like doxxed or whatever. Mm-hmm. This is an interesting one that I just saw. When I saw this on your wish list, I was like, okay, Willie, Willie Morgan. Morgan and the Bone and the Curse of the Bone Town. And and the boner, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was looking through action adventure like puzzle games, mm-hmm. and I don't know why this one caught my eye, but it caught my eye. It reminded me of like, um, what, what's that one movie, Nightmare Before Christmas? Oh, okay, yeah. Because of the big wavy long arches and the buildings, and it how seems everything like a... looks like um, yeah. What's the word? Fish Island sometimes. Oh yeah, fish eye. Like in this lens. one, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Everything's warped. Everything looks like a fun house. And it so. seems like uh, for people listening to, it seems like it's like a point and click adventure. Yeah, I think. Yeah, there you go. So it's so, like you explore like the towns and the houses and all that stuff. So that that was the main reason why I played it, or I wanted to add it to my wish list because I like adventure puzzle games, and I've been wanting to play more of those recently. Wait, so um, I, oh. yeah, I was good. Sorry to interrupt you. Just curious. What what adventure point and click games have you played? I'm just curious. Uh, point and click games. I have to think about that real quick. Oh, Room. Oh, The Room. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people play that. Um, mm. What else is there? Uh, Plantera, The Walking Dead. <laughs> you know, a lot of these look like a lot of fun, actually. Yeah. What the, the heck? Point and click games. I feel like point and click games are kind of a a dying not saying like they're a dying art cuz obviously look at all these games like you're scrolling through they're they're totally scarce. there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I say they're scarce cuz I feel like a lot of game developers will go more for the MMO route or the um open world route something like that. I feel like point and click games are really for like the developers that um are kind of maybe set in their ways a little bit question mark 
are really just really like that kind of style from like older uh, generations of games that did that. Like first thing that comes to mind is Dragon's Quest, you know, something like that or King's Quest. King's Quest. I think it's King's Quest. Like Dragon's Quest, I thought it was a JRPG. Yeah, King, Dragon's Quest is a JRPG. King's Quest, I believe, is a point-and-click adventure where, like, you're a king and you have to, like, I I forget. You have to do <laughs> something. You have to save your um, kingdom or whatever. And you have to do these point-and-click puzzles and all that stuff. But, yeah, Boner Town. Curse of Boner Town. Sounds cool. Oh! <gasps> oh! Okay, Hades? Yeah. You, you took my recommendation. Yeah, I added it to my wish list. Dude. Oh my god. Can I just gush a little bit? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Uh Hades is such a good time because uh as as you probably we- uh very well know, um the gameplay loop in that is that you it's like a, a roguelite. A roguelite? No, it's a roguelike. So it's kind of like a kind of Diablo style top down where you kind of attack and it's more action-oriented than, like, um, turn-based. And so you're killing all these enemies, and you are the son of Hades trying to escape from hell. Every time you die, you respawn in the house of Hades. So they found a way to inter- uh, integrate the game loop into the actual game itself as a story element. Um, every time you die, you can increase your um, your stats, and you can also um, you can also unlock a lot of story elements from like talking to other people, like Olympian gods, like Zeus, Athena, Poseidon, uh, even other people that uh, are from other myths, such as, um, I don't know if you know, uh, what's it, Sisyphus, the guy who like rolls the boulder up the hill and back down. Uh, There's also uh, Orpheus and Eurydice, which is the story about the loot player, and he tries to get his girlfriend back from the underworld and all that stuff. Another one would be like Achilles, um, and uh, like how he like fell from war and he's trying to like re uh, reconnect with his like lover uh, Patroclus. So there's a lot of like side stories as well as like main storyline stuff that is very like well written and all of it is voice acted too. I think Ooh. it's about over, I, I, I don't know the actual specs of it, but if I can remember off the top of my head, like around over 40,000 lines of dialogue, like it's a lot. And every single like uh, outcome is like predicted, and they have like specific voice elements for like, like if you die a certain way or if you uh, got a certain thing, and then it's like those dialogue uh, trees become priority, something like that. I don't know how they did it. Um, the game, it's it's kind of magic, like the whole dialogue tree exposition stuff. But yeah, it's really good. I've sunk about like seventy or eighty hours into this game. It's just satisfying too. That's why I want to play it. Yeah, it's overwhelmingly positive uh, on the reviews side of things, and it's twenty five bucks. I mean, yeah. normal, but you should really wait for like a sale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. But, How do I have anything left? Oh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Horizon Zero Dawn. Hell yeah. That, that's more for like once I upgrade my rig to something that can handle this game. Right. That way I can like appreciate everything that the developers did. But right now, you know, I have a ten six no. Yeah. I have a ten sixty five year old graphics card, so can't play mm-hmm. that anytime soon. Red Dead Redemption two, another game that Ooh, I wanna wait until I Red get Dead. a new graphics card. Hey, there you go. And Star, Star Wars Battlefront. Battle mm-hmm. 
that one I can play. I I got battered by my friends because they all have it. Mm-hmm. And it was five bucks at some point, and I just missed out on it. And now mm-hmm. it's 40, and I'm like, I'm not going to get it, but I'll keep it on my wish list to, you know, remember it. And yeah. See if it ever goes back down to five, then I'll get it and play with you guys, but nah. Not anytime soon. Mm-hmm. And Titanfall. So all these are like your classic AAA title games. And yeah. Titanfall Bridge I could run. I just haven't played it. Actually, the creators for Titanfall 2 are the same people that made the Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, okay. Yeah, so in this, in Titanfall 2 and Titanfall 1, there's a mechanic where you can run on walls. I don't know if mm-hmm. you can see it on the screenshot. No, I could see, I could in. see it. Yeah, and you can do that in the game, uh, Fallen Order as well. Nice. Okay. So that's why these four are added. My standard AAA title games that. Mm-hmm. You know. Pretty pretty solid watch list overall. I don't think. Ugh, I I, I want to say I have nothing on my watch list, but I could show you what games I've played or like, all that stuff. But yeah. You can possibly. Top five games that you want to play. Uh, top five games I want to play. Here, wait. Let me even check to see if I even have anything in my watch list. <laughs> oh yeah, I have like, okay, I have like six, but they're all very recent, and it's like most of them are also VR. So like when I get a VR headset, uh, sort of okay. thing. I so I guess it. I can, I can, I can do that. Or seven. Hey, on an off-topic thing, mm. um, I'm pretty sure your computer will be able to run it. Uh, you should get Rivals of Aether. Rivals of Aether, okay. It's um basically a Smash clone, but mm-hmm. it's a limited roster. But each character is fun, fun to play. Yeah, I pl- I played I got it and I only played it once. But the the art style is all like eight bit, so mm-hmm. it's not like detailed. But mm-hmm. all the mechanics are really fun, and if you have time, you know I recommend you watch it and play it. I'll check it out. I'll definitely check it out. Uh, we'll go ahead on my wish list right here. Um, Eric can see it. Uh, so oh. the first first on my list is Borderlands Two, which I know you told me to get. Yeah. I um, again, all of this stuff I feel like I'll need to get like a PC to start actually playing all the stuff. Maybe except for these two down here, but I'll talk about them later. Um, for like, that's why I haven't really been putting a lot of stuff on my wish list per se. Uh, but I really should change that just in case I do want to have like a have something to go off of when I do get like some PC parts. But Borderlands 2, I think, is a good one. Um, a lot of people like it. It's good to play with friends. A lot of looting, a lot of like upgrading, just a lot of fun. That's what a lot of people say. It's it's just pure fun. Yeah. Um, Playing with friends is actually like, um, it increases the level of enjoyment mm-hmm. on my end. I mean, it all depends on who you're playing with because I remember when I played with Oscar, he was level 40. Mm-hmm. And I was level one. Oh shit! So he was just mowing down everybody, and he was just like basically running through the game. Nice. And then I was like, I guess kind of, I, I, I guess I don't have to hear the dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll keep going then. <laughs> and then nice. when I played my other friend, he was like, oh, okay, no, listen, but he has to say, listen to what he has to say. Mm-hmm. Like it's completely, completely different. Nice. But yeah, Borderlands Two is so Borderlands Two. Uh, the next one I have on my list is Black Mesa, which um, it's basically just a redone version of Half-Life 1. 
Um, but I think somebody made it so that it's like a remade nice version. So you know how Half-Life 1 was released in... Uh, quietly looks up the year it was released. <laughs> <laughs> 1998. Yeah, you know how Half-Life was released in 1998? Just pure segue. Don't even talk about that. Um, <laughs> so this, I think, upgrades a lot of the graphics as well as like maybe some of the gameplay aspects of it. And I have never really played Half-Life ever. Um, not one, not two, um, but it's like one of those flagship, you need to play this kind of game, uh, that some people like, uh, some people say, and it's like part of video game history and all that stuff. And I just, I just wanted to play it. It just looks really nice. Um, so there's that. And also because in the next option that I have is Half-Life Alex, which is VR only. And again, you know, I don't really have the means to play this at the moment, but the moment. when I do get, when I do get like a, what's it? What's the thing that Valve has? The Valve Index VR set. When I do get that, then I'll be able to play this and I would want to know kind of the context of everything that happens in Half-Life itself. Um, people say that this is, even as like a standalone game, this is like the pure benchmark of video game VR like really how a vr game should be like this is the quintessential vr game that's what a lot of people say um this one and also the next game uh boneworks boneworks is um it's also a vr game and a lot of people um it 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 says itself that it's a uh, experiment quote-unquote experiment it's supposed to be kind of like a simu not simulation i guess it's a simulation um, and then there's like zombies and like robots similar to Half-Life. Um, I think the one thing in Boneworks that stands different from other VR games is that it's physics because in other VR games, you can like put your hand through like walls and stuff and it would kind of break the immersion. Whereas Boneworks, if you try to put your hand through a wall, the hand just kind of stops at the wall. So it kind of feels like Ooh, you should shit. be kind of, yeah, it feels like you should be kind of limited into that space and kind of makes everything a little bit more realistic it's still quote-unquote an experiment uh and i don't know if it has like a legitimate story or anything like that but in terms of like the experience and like how people perceive it it's been um as you can see here it's been very positive also as a as an aside what's the difference between very positive and overwhelmingly positive is that like i or, think overwhelmingly positive is just like 90 and up and very okay. positive is like 80 or how about, and then, okay, and then also mostly positive as well. <laughs> like different kind of like. Uh, it's like just, just use S tier, A tier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, All right, so your last two games look interesting. Yeah, okay. World of Horror, yeah, I'll, I'll click onto it so that you can see. But for people um, listening, World of Horror is like a... It's a very inspired Lovecraft and inspired Junji Ito game. And as you know me, I love Junji, Junji Ito. Ito. Yeah, like the aesthetic of Junji Ito and his mangas. Um, you can see from this uh, screen, these screenshots themselves that they have like this kind of edgy kind of vibe to it. And it's kind of like um, yeah. a lot of face distortions and pentagrams. Mm -hmm. And a lot of like body horror type of stuff. Mm -hmm. And it seems like it's a what? What is the what is the genre? A roguelike horror, but it kind of also looks like a visual novel at times as well. Um, 
and it's all black and white. So it kind of feels like it has that aesthetic of a comic book, which I kind of like. Um, Really, I should be able to play this game on my computer at the moment. And it's an early access game. So I kind of wanted to um, buy it. But the thing with early access games that, you know, I've seen is that, you know, some people, when they put out early access, I'm a little bit wishy. I'm like, eh, because I don't know if they'll actually release the game. And I don't want to be disappointed with the content that I get. Um, So, but maybe I should just like pull the trigger on it because this looks really nice just looking at this stuff. Um, But yeah, that's why I like that one. Another Speaking one of games that live in beta. Sorry. Oh yeah, no, um, no, go for it. Seven Days to Die technically is still in beta. Is it really? Yeah. What the fuck? It hasn't been like fully published. Are you sure it's not abandoned or anything like that? No, they're still working on it and stuff. Really? Yeah. Wow. Because I think like a few, like last time I was playing it, there was like an update and we we're like, oh shit, okay. And I think that's why we started playing it again. Mm. But yeah, it's still in beta. Well, at least it's not 20s. like, at least it's not like Star Citizen where it's like <laughs> twenty years or it's been eight. I don't know how long it's actually been, eight or ten years, and they don't have like a beta for it yet, something like that. Really? Or do they have a beta for it? I don't even know. I just I just know the meme that Star Citizen just takes like a long time because I don't know. They promised a bunch of stuff and they had a lot of backers and it's like the most backed game ever but they still haven't released it kind of weird shit dang but that was surprising i didn't know that seven days to die is still in technically early access mm-hmm. yeah I, I, I yeah i don't know yeah and then my last game here is called omari this one was one that i had never heard of until i saw it on the steam page so it's kind of like uh on a whim kind of thing uh-huh. uh i'll click on it right here also in black and white it gives me a lot of Earthbound vibes. Oh heck um, yeah! Not the square rooms. <laughs> yeah, like the square rooms and everything, and like the little health, um, the health things on every single person. Um, and I think I don't know if it's all hand drawn. It all looks hand drawn, like all the all the portraits of all the kids, and then all the enemies and the backgrounds. It all looks hand drawn, so it looks it really it looks really nice, and it does have that kind of existential kind of dread that. Um, yeah, like in this uh, last one, uh, um, that that there's like what what we're seeing right now. It's like this character going up against like a big dark blob with like a really unusual creepy smile, and I think above his uh, head, it's like the afraid um, status, which I like. Statuses like that, like see this one right here, angry, sad. I just like um. This is what I this is why I kind of found out about myself. I kind of like strategy games that have a quirk to them, so. Like with Darkest Dungeon as well, uh, what I've told you, how like in that game, a lot of uh, the characters, you have to manage their stress levels to make sure that they don't like have heart attacks or do something irrational. This kind of has that same kind of vibe as well. So, and look, overwhelmingly positive. Like a lot of people like this game and I've never heard of it. So it seems like something that I should really get. I would love for this to come on Switch if it ever does, because I just like having everything on Switch. But those are my games. Portable and to go. Portable one to go. Any any excuse to use my Switch is, is totally fine. <laughs> um but yeah, those are my games. Alright, I think um I think that kind of wraps it up unless we wanted to talk about some other video game stuff. Um, I think I think Steam took like a good amount of time. It did, huh? <laughs> it it really did. I guess I guess we can touch about um 
games we had wished we had played. We could talk about that for a little bit. Okay, the one game I wish I had played. Yeah. Two that come straight to mind. Um, and I feel like it, for these games that I'm about to say, it depends on like you had to actually be there during the time because <laughs> if we play it right now, no one's really talking about it. Mm-hmm. So like Skyrim. Skyrim. Mm. I wish I was in the Skyrim. I wish I got it when it was like on the Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. Never played it, and now whenever you bring it up, people are mostly like, "Oh, you playing it? Okay, that's cool. You're playing it with mods, right?" Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, oh, wait, no, I haven't even played it for the first time. And mm-hmm. they just, like, look down on you. Really? Just because, yeah. Cause, so cause you never played if it. I could go back in time, I guess this is how I interpreted the question. If you could go back in time to when the game was released mm-hmm. and you were there, mm-hmm. it would be Skyrim. Oh, okay, I see. You? What was your, uh, what was oh. your other game? Oh, the other one is probably going to be Dark Souls. Dark Souls? Specifically right. Dark Souls 2. Dark Souls 2. Just because okay. when Dark Souls 2 came out, um, I had like a couple friends who were really into it, and he, they were just like really um, passionate about like the fighting style of it. So mm-hmm. now a lot more of my friends have tried it out. And now that if I try it out, I wish I could have been there to experience when it first came out. Mm. And the hear all the rumble about the game gotcha um as for me i think i'm gonna say two or three games that come to mind although the first two i'm gonna say are kind of bunched in together just as like a a thing that i wish i had played on this specific console the console i'm talking about is like ps3 ps4 era Mm -hmm. and that's like god of war slash uncharted right because those kind of games i kind of wish that i was like more into um because i hear like uncharted has like a really great kind of storytelling and great pacing with the game um really likable characters really good puzzles all that stuff and god of war it's well it's god of war it's like hella action very nice um like fluid animations and all that stuff um but yeah i wish i had played those and i kind of wish i had like a playstation to kind of like talk to my friends about um but I, I think I just had an Xbox 360. So, And those were specifically ones that were exclusive to PlayStation as well. Um, the other one that I wish I had played back then is like the start of Kingdom Hearts. Because it seems like Kingdom Hearts is like pretty good in terms of like the lore and story. But there's just so much ground to cover. Like if you come in right now, it's going to be really hard to get a hold of everything <laughs> yeah right because yeah. there's so many spinoffs and there's like there's like the just DS one games. two and three yeah but there's a ds games there's a psp games or a ps vita games i think yeah i think it was there's like a whole bunch of stuff um there was even like one title called like kingdom hearts 365 divided by two days and i'm like what the hell does that even mean <laughs> In terms of like the story, I guess it, it it's more into like the story lore if you know it, but if you don't, then it's just it's very um I don't know what what's the word. It's not very user friendly, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Um there's a Melody Memories, there's mm-hmm. um uh Lost Memories, Kingdom Hearts X, Kingdom Hearts two point five remix. Yeah, like two point yeah, what what's up with the Kingdom remixes? Hearts coded Oh gosh, yeah. Too uh, much. Final mix. Yeah, there's a lot. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, what's it? I heard that the third one got like mixed reviews, sort of. Yeah. Right. Um. I, I, I know my friend is really into it, but I can't remember. I think he said the first half was enjoyable, mm. but the second half was bad. Oh shit! Okay. And the story itself wasn't as interesting as the other ones. Mm-hmm. But the the game that is an, that I think of is Kingdom Hearts Two. Yeah, where you that, play as uh, Roxas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. exactly the game that I would want <laughs> to play. Uh, but again, I would have to go back and try to replay the first one. And I don't know if I would want to play all the story stuff, like the side stuff. But it, it would have been nice if I had really gotten into the first one and then I gone to these other ones. But that didn't happen for me. So yeah. those are those are my games off the top of my head that I wish I had played. And uh, yeah, pretty sure that's uh, that's good. I think this is a good talk. Next time we'll be talking about anime, <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. I would, oh, yeah, that's going to be a good one. I'm trying to go off. You're about to go off on One Piece. On everything. On everything. Oh, yeah, mostly One Piece. (laughs) Mostly One Piece. All right, I'm going to sign us off. All right, cool. All right.